Hello and welcome to Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. This is our very first program in Red Barn Radio's 19th broadcast season as we welcome all of our listeners to what will be another exceptional season of Roots Music Southern Style. This is show number 699. To keep our staff and our musical guests safe, we will continue to abide by state and local guidelines concerning cleanliness and personal protective equipment. For now, our Wednesday performances, like this evening's, will take place without a live in-studio audience. And now, folks, please welcome to the Red Barn stage, Cypress. They're from Huntington, West Virginia. Cypress! Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. 
Red Barn Radio is supported by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. More information on what Lexington has to offer is at visitlex.com. Lex Arts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen, featuring authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta with live music every weekend. On Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky, Broussard's is on Facebook. And AccuPrint, providing printing, design, and fulfillment. Online at AccuPrint.us. On the Red Barn stage tonight is Cypress, an eclectic folk-pop trio based out of Huntington, West Virginia. The band was born out of a Marshall University practice room by these three close friends jamming together to make it through school. Their unique folk sound has been heard throughout Appalachia, and the band is Zach Doss on vocals and guitar, Sierra James Doss on vocals and cajon, and Stephen Schumann on cello and vocals. Please welcome back Cypress to the Red Barn stage. My latest son is sinking fast and my race is nearly run my greatest trials they now have passed and my triumph has begun and oh Be 
Here's Red Barn Radio's host, Brad Becker, speaking with Cypress. Here's Brad. Hey, listeners, I'm with Zach Doss, Sierra Doss, and Stephen Schumann, and they are Cypress. Tell folks where Nitro is. In between Huntington, which is where Marshall is, and then Charleston, um, which is where the capital is, like smack dab in the middle of the two, is that's where I was born. What does one do in a town like Nitro? Oh, gosh. Run the streets, <laughs> barefoot, with my best friend Kaylee at nine years old. Like, go to the pool and go to Dairy Queen and get hot dogs and, like, pray mm. that your mom doesn't catch you running around with boys and writing songs about them. <laughs> That's a s- sweet memory. Is it a small town? Did you have to go a long way to go to the school? To Huntington? Actually, that's one of the reasons why I chose to go to Marshall because – I'm sorry, Mom – because it was – Far enough away from home that I didn't have to live there anymore, but close enough that I could come back on the weekends. So your mom will thank you for the latter part. Yeah, (laughs) it's about a 45-minute drive. Not too bad. When you were a little kid, was the trip into Huntington the big shop? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember um, my mom actually took me to Pullman Square. I was probably 11, and I thought it was the most magical place I'd ever been in my whole life. There was, like, a a Starbucks and a jewelry store and, like, a bookstore. That was it. But, I mean, (laughs) I thought it was, like, the best thing I'd ever seen in my whole world. And I think it was, like, my 16th birthday. I was like, can you just take me to Pullman Square? And she was like, you're going to be, like, sorely disappointed. I don't think it's all that you think it is. But I still love Pullman. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's a nice place to go and hang out and 
play music and shop around and stuff. So. Oh, lovely. I got a heart that's older than time. And I got a body not quite 29. Ain't a lady, but I ain't no man. But I love a man like no lady can. Take no lip. Take your guitar and I'll take your time. But you can bet your babies ain't gonna be mine. Are you also from that area near Nitro? Originally, I was from a place called Danville, Virginia, and we moved up to West Virginia right at the start of second grade. So I've been in West Virginia most of my life. So you don't really remember Danville? Not, I mean, I remember bits and pieces of growing up there, but it's not like... It's kind of close to Richmond, right? Not that far from Richmond. I think so. Yeah. I don't right. go back a whole lot. Not as much sure. as I'd like to. we still driving, got a lot then. of family down there. But. <laughs> so we ended up in Taze Valley... Dad worked for Toyota, and he pastors Word of Light Community Church, and Mom was a stay-at-home mom most of my childhood until I went to high school, and then she started working for the school system. Did you say your dad, he worked for Toyota, and he also pastored a church? Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, lots of hours. Yeah, so I grew up in Taze Valley, and there's not much more to do there. Most of my free time, I would actually just drive around in my car and listen to my favorite bands. I hadn't picked up music until my senior year of high school, so... I just drove around and listened to my music on back roads, and I think that's where a lot of my love for it came from. Were you a loner? 
in high school? No, I mean, I've always like skirted the line between introvert and extrovert. Uh-huh. I, I like my alone time, but I like friends too. Sometimes friends were in the car whenever I was riding around listening to music. But music didn't really grab you until your senior year in high school? Not I mean, did you know it. you could sing at that, no. by that point? I always looked at it as like this, almost like a superpower that people had. It I is always, a superpower. <laughs> it is, right. I always envied those people who could play music so much. It's just so exciting to be on the other side of it. Like, I, I just really had the, these unrealistic expectations about what musicians did and what they were when I was younger. I mean, I thought you had to start when you were an itty-bitty baby because, like, that's what you hear. Like, your parents want to get you in music lessons because, like, if you don't start young, you'll never be good at it. That's not the case. I mean, maybe not traditionally good at it. I'm just so blessed to be able to get to play music. Love is unexplainable but it works so we do it anyway We're uncontainable Yeah So we're running away with you by my side. I'm unstoppable. So take my hand and never let go. Pull me in. Feel my breath on your skin.
show choir my senior year. I always envy the show choir kids, too. I was never ballsy enough to get up there and audition for show choir. The last three months of my senior year, there was an opening in the stage crew of the show choir, and there was a girl that I liked on the stage crew of the show choir, and they were going to Orlando, Florida. So Ah. I got into the stage crew show choir, got the girl, and took a trip to Orlando, Florida. I still owe $300 on that trip. Sorry, Mr. Hot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I got in, got the trip, got the girl, and got back out. That was the only thing I did in high school. Is the other part of the story that you found your voice? No. In that experience, no? I got a ukulele for Christmas because I saw uh, Jake Shimabukuro. He's a ukulele prodigy, and I saw him playing the ukulele, and I wanted to play it so bad, so I showed them which one I wanted them to order. I started playing that, and I just started singing songs with it because that's what you do with the ukulele. I guess I was good at it, so I just kept doing it. Yeah. Cole was how you got your family
sun goes down and comes back up again. I know, yes, I know you were not made of coal. You were made of gold. When I was in high school, like music, I think, has just been ingrained in my being, I mean, forever. Whenever I was about to graduate, I had like all these different options, like occupational therapy was like one of the options, which is, I mean, occupational therapists are amazing and I'm blown away at what they do, but like just a bunch of different, you know, possibilities. English education was one of them. I thought to myself, honestly, it was probably like a month before I graduated. I was like, I can't just not have music in my life anymore. Like, that's not even an option for me. You know, my teachers helped me a lot. We had a a new choir director, actually, my senior year of high school. I like to think that we kind of helped each other that year because I'd been there for a while, and, you know, she'd been doing the music thing for a while, and so we kind of were able to help each other in that sense. But, yeah, she gave me her old binder of songs, of audition songs, and warned me about the the legendary Linda Dobbs. It was an interesting experience for sure. We had to scramble to get it done, but it was definitely worth it. I I mean, I wouldn't have ever met these guys if I I had to scramble more than you. Oh, yeah? I, I, Let's make it a competition. Apparently, I just have always been a procrastinator. I graduated and was going to Bosnia for like two and a half months. I was a week away from leaving the country, and I still hadn't decided where I wanted to, like what I wanted to do. And oh, so I was shame. like, they gave me a good scholarship, so I was like, eh, I guess I'll do this for a year and see where it goes. more from Cyprus after this break. This is Red Barn Radio. Roots music, southern style.
stay Close your eyes, it's better that way Welcome back. We're with Cypress, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. This is Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style. Lately I've been running precisely the wrong way Now I feel so hopeless Oh God, I feel so lost Oh, I feel your finish line Something I won't cross But if I seek you with my whole heart Can I still find you? And will you still hold me with the love that you had at the start or have I run too far this time start
Stephen, I am not from West Virginia. I'm originally from uh, Wichita, Kansas, actually. But my, my dad was a uh, like a worship pastor at a really big church at that time, and so we moved around a cup like a couple of times growing up. So I was kind of split between like Wichita and Northern Ohio, and then Grayson, Kentucky for a while, and Ashland, Kentucky, and then I ended up in in Huntington. I always grew up around music. Like I was kind of the kid who was like sitting in the like rehearsal that my dad was running like just like watching stuff and I hated music like I despised it in fourth grade at a Cincinnati Reds baseball game my sister who is now a professional violinist and far better than me she told me in fourth grade she's like hey you know your school has an orchestra if you play the cello I will pay you twenty dollars I was like twenty dollars sure I'll do it so I signed up to play the cello I was probably okay at it just because I grew up around music, but I didn't really care. And then over spring break in sixth grade, there was a girl that I really wanted to impress. A girl, again. So, I mean, sixth grade. And so I went home and over spring break <laughs> printed out like a, a horrible version of the Bach cello suite trailer, though. Stop. No, sorry. <laughs> I did not sound like that. Don't worry. In sixth grade. And I impressed her with it. We dated for like two weeks and then I moved away forever. And so that was, you know, a good thing. But I was like, you know, this is all right. So just like every male, especially in middle school, I learned music to earn money and impress girls. And then I realized that you have to spend $10,000 on a cello and then spend your whole life in a practice room not seeing humans. So I think it kind of backfired in both uh. directions. So. <laughs> I started like late for string instruments because it's just so competitive that when I got to college, my freshman year, I was like, yeah, I really like, I need to like double down and practice a lot. And I just realized like, even if I became the best I could ever possibly be, like there's no career in it. When I go to an orchestra audition for West Virginia Symphony, I'm competing against, like, Juilliard graduates and, like, people coming from China for the job. To me, I'm not good enough. And so, like, that was actually a really liberating moment for me because I realized, like, sure, the traditional, like, path, like, I'm not good enough for that. But, like, I can play music that I really love. 
so now I've sort of branched out into this weird, I don't know what the heck style I'm playing, but like, it's a lot of fun. We all bring a, like a church music background to it. You have to really emotionally build songs and you can't keep things in the same place because that's what we're, we're used to doing and we can just communicate that. That mixed with the classical that we can all do, mixed with like the folk and the John Mayer, it kind of gives us this own, I don't know if it's good, but I think it's unique. <laughs>
I really had no idea what to expect going into music school. I guess I'm just like prohibitive about what I can do musically because it was another one of those things where I figured that people who had like had taken those lessons all their lives are the people who went to college for music. And in a lot of cases, that's true, but definitely not in the voice faculty. Kids don't grow up taking opera lessons. Like that's not something a parent generally signs their kid up for. So I was in the same ballpark with a lot of other vocalists and I was not expecting that going into it. So that was a big relief because I thought I was going to get there and just be completely out of my league. Learning to control my voice and sing in a healthy manner has been a wonderful experience there, but there was a flip side to it. When you go to school for music, you have to learn a lot of music theory and how music works, and learning those inner workings of music for a long time has put a damper on my songwriting because now I'm thinking about what I'm writing and I'm not just writing it. So I've had a big writer's block, I guess, because of that. I don't know. I'm trying to analyze what I'm doing on piano or guitar and Uh. where the song should go rather than just feeling it.
Do vocal exercises? We do warm ups, and generally before we sing, we didn't today actually. Is that important? I would find out how to warm up in a healthy way. Maybe ask somebody who is a professional or that you know who's been doing it a long time, because it's great for your voice, especially if you're going to be singing difficult repertoire like like classical stuff. I have to warm up Hmm. my voice before I sing that kind of stuff. But you can definitely save your voice some damage. I've had very wise musicians at Marshall tell me this so many times. The instrument that is your voice is much different than an external instrument and that you only get one of them. You know, you can't go buy a new one. You know, if you're serious about it, really, really take care of it because it's special. It's all yours. Found yourself a man just like no other you had seen. Hair as red as fire and eyes of emerald green. But he forgot to mention his lovely little wife. So get up, get up, get out, get out, get on with your life.
One thing you said was that you all had derived a lot of satisfaction out of playing for recovery groups. We try not to put stuff like up on social media about like whenever we're working with like recovery centers because it's like we don't want to like leverage these people for our advantage type of thing. So we always try to like not brag about it, but like a a really big thing that we love about our music is that like it, it lets us connect with people who are going through something. None of us have been physically addicted to something before, but we've all had things in our life that we've had to overcome. And we all have connections to addiction. Once you love somebody who is addicted with all of their strength, wants to get better for you, but can't, that flips a switch in you. And it's like there's lots of back and forth about like if it's a disease, if it's not a disease. I don't know enough to weigh in about that, but it's like I've watched somebody give 100% of themselves to getting better for me and they might never. That is a heartbreaking thing to look at. I thought I heard the old man say, Leave her, Johnny, leave her. It's a long, hard pull to the next payday, and it's time for us to leave her. Leave her, Johnny, leave her. Oh, leave her, Johnny, leave her. For the voyage is done and the winds won't blow And it's time for us to leave her Well, the skipper was bad, but the mate was worse Leave her, Johnny, leave her He'll blow you down with a pike and a curse And it's time for us to leave her Leave her, Johnny, leave her Johnny, leave her, for the voyage is done and the winds won't blow, and it's time for us to leave her. Oh, pull your lover so you'll get no pay. Leave her, Johnny, leave her. Oh, pull your lovers and then be late, and it's time for us to leave her. Leave her, Johnny, leave her, oh, leave her, Johnny, leave her, for the voyage is done and the winds won't blow, and it's time for us to leave her. Well, now it's time to say goodbye, leave her, Johnny, leave her, them piling say is a drawing And it's time for us to leave her. Leave her, Johnny, leave her. Oh, leave her, Johnny, leave her. For the voyage is done and the winds won't blow. And it's time for us to leave her. And it's time for us We would like to thank Cypress for being with us this evening. We also thank our volunteers and staff for their help in making our production happen each and every week. Thank you all for listening to our webcast, watching us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and those listening to us on the Red Barn network of stations. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com.
we are so glad all of you could be with us here tonight for our season 19 opener. And once again, please give it up for Cyprus. Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. 
Listen online at weku.org. Thanks also to Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen, featuring authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta on Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky. Broussard's is on Facebook. AccuPrint, providing printing, design, and fulfillment online at accuprint.us. Support for Red Barn Radio also comes from LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. And Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. More information on what Lexington has to offer is at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The music for this episode was mixed by Adam Schettinger. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of The Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. WookoutAmerica.com. You can attend a Red Barn Radio concert in person. Performance times and dates are at RedBarnRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be here on this station next week at this same time as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. I'm the voice of Red Barn Radio, Tom Brown. Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC. (laughs) 